All right, everybody, week zero is here. We do not have to wait for college football any longer. Florida State, North Carolina opened it up for us. Very similar games in that it should be some gimmies, but are there some differences? Are people feeling a little more confident in Carolina than Florida State, the team that has had their number for the past couple of years? I don't know, but Jersey Drake is certainly in the building to talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today, especially because it's your first listen, I'm sure. But if you're a regular, we know it's your first listen of the day because we are your team every day around here. We're trying to cover all the conferences, all the conferences needs with all the teams involved. Even our cousin Notre Dame, we do the damn thing. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. I am joined each and every Freestyle Friday with my man, Jersey Drake, in the building, host of the Locked on Seminoles podcast, which is very fitting because a Florida State grad and a Carolina grad can talk about week zero, and both teams are kicking things off for the ACC. Jersey Drake, are you excited as I am that we have football back? You have no idea how excited I am. And also, folks, I want to apologize for the audio and visual quality. I am in the process of moving. And right now, your boy is out here hard in the streets when it comes to internet connection. Oh, see, ain't nobody even worried about that. We talking about football. Ain't nobody worried about That's fair, but, uh, but, but before we, before we, though, we dive into it, I do want to give a special shout-out to uh, – I gave my brother a shout-out last week. I want to give my brother's girlfriend a shout-out, Cece. Uh, she did have her last round of chemotherapy Let's today. Let's go. So I do want to basically say, Cece, we love you, and I can't wait to see you next month. Yes, me gente. That's such good news. And prayers up for her and her recovery and all the good things. So certainly love to hear that. Guys, there is so much to be excited about, so many praise reports we can give. But most of all, our teams get to face off in respectively easy matchups, which we cannot both agree that we're cool with taking a breather the first get. You know, it's fine if we just evaluate our teams, but it seems as if there's some strong comparisons between the teams. So we're going to start thinking about, you know, maybe maybe there's more to be said about where this Carolina team may be going or where this Florida State team has not been going. So let's talk about that. Now, the first matchup starting around 5 o'clock will be Florida State versus Duquesne, and they are facing off in Tallahassee. Excited about that. Jersey Jake, are you going to be in attendance at the game? On no, Saturday? unfortunately. No, okay. unfortunately, I actually will be down here in South Florida. I got my dad a Father's Day gift to go into Vanswell and Heritage Night actually to watch the Miami Marlins play. So before Ooh. we before, you know, we go over to watch the baseball diamond of my terrible, terrible baseball team, I'm gonna be watching my somewhat slightly getting approving football team, you know, basically around five o'clock. So love love to hear that. You know what? You are all about family. I love that about you. You are definitely yeah. me familiar. That that is good to go celebrate. Yeah, to <laughs> You need some joy. You need some joy out here because, you know, when they think about Florida State and what this season could be, it could cause you a little bit of stress because I'm sitting here saying if y'all get bowl game, we're just happy. But you're telling me offline that if it's not seven or eight because the team is better, then you're going to be disappointed. What is the scale right now for this current Florida State program? So to me, what I've said that about this FSU team all off season, because the off season is, you know, a little more difficult when it comes to content, is that you can win eight, you should win seven, you will win six. 
Mainly, I say the can of this team is more talented and deeper than last season. Obviously, we lost Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas, but you bring back a, de- a defense that could potentially be top 25 actually in the entire country. And then you also bring back a Jordan Travis, who is fully healthy and from reports is reportedly actually making improvements in the QB room. I'm in the camp that I need to wait and see that. But to me, this team has all the tools at disposal to basically win seven games, which we should have won seven games last season, albeit for a muff putt against Florida, a poor decision-making against Clemson and Notre Dame from, from week one last year, and then also the Jacksonville State debacle that I refuse to mention, but I'm going to have to mention it here because we do play Duquesne and FCS team. So to me, this all falls under Mike Norvell finally showing that, hey, we get it. The climb is happening, but right now it feels like we're still at base camp. And if you want FSU fans to get on board with you, you need to win some damn games and show us actually a proof of concept because we'll find somebody else that can actually will do that. Yes. And as we're talking about betting, which we love to do here on Fridays, it is opened up right now. The spread, what, minus 34 and a half against Duquesne. And then the over under just happens to be, what, around some 50 plus points. And so to me, that's a give me. However, we've seen it before. Are there any proposals happening for Florida State during this game? Do you know? Have you heard any murmurs? Because that's probably bad. So, to, uh, <laughs> listen, last year I said that we don't even need to discuss the Jacksonville State line because we're going to smoke them. Little uh-huh. did I know that um, a Hail Mary and Zara Cooper and Mackenzie Milton, who probably also shouldn't have played football last season, kind of got in the way of that. Now hey, listen, catch the strays. Catch the strays. Cacao. Okay. No, listen, listen. The kid's a great story. And basically, I'm surprised and also that he was able to basically do what he was able to do. But he's, as a football player at the Power 5 level, he just didn't have it anymore, obviously. Drake, listen, it's okay to say cut the ish and we should, we didn't need him because we're, we're talking about X's and O's here. We're talking about wins and losses. At the end of the day, you want the best person out there on the field. We know that a lot of people's jobs are at stake. We know that a lot of people's money is at stake when you're talking about these games. And you want to have the best of the best. And it's okay to say that he was not the best of the best. And that put y'all in some very dire situations that ultimately maybe if you had a different quarterback a healthy quarterback who knows how to use his legs spin his wheels and sometimes he can throw in Jordan Travis you might be in a better position but it all definitely starts up top I think Mike Norvell is someone that I'm waiting to see the nerves kind of just exhale and maybe that comes with some more consistent wins but I, I'm ready for him to just be able to relax and get some of that you know Knowles fan monkey off his back well, one, yeah, Mackenzie Milton wasn't good last year. You shouldn't have started that single game. You're right about that. But that also, you're right about that. Where Mike Norvell, a lot of his coaching decisions and personnel decisions kind of leave me with my head scratching. And it feels that I think he's learning on the job how to basically cultivate and create a Power 5 program culture. And to mm-hmm. me, FSU isn't the job where you should be doing that. Yeah. Uh, I was in the camp that when he was hired, I'm like, I'm not super stoked about this because we need someone to come in after Willie Taggart that actually understands how power five level works. So mm-hmm. to me now also we're seeing with Jordan Travis, is he improving? Yes. My only concern with Jordan Travis is that can he stay fully healthy for a full season because Mike Novell has showcased an ineptitude when it comes to managing the quarterback room. Because if JT gets hurt, we have to look towards a Tate Rodemaker, which a lot of the fan base isn't high on, and a true freshman, AJ Duffy, which to me shows that we fire Willie because he couldn't get an QB. Now with when it comes to Mike Novell, my man does not know how to manage that room. So we'll see actually how it happens for the rest of the year, which to me, this is the prove a year for Mike Norvell. Cause if he wins six, whoo, Mike Alford's going to kick you on the door. Oh yeah. The first thing smoking. But my thing is, I hope that Florida state 
guys aren't out there on the field looking ahead at that September 4th LSU matchup, which we all know, I'm sure they circled that one. That's their true season opener in their eyes. But can they concentrate and really take it one by one and really take down the Dukes and not even make it close? Because for you, as someone who is just a very much true to the game, if you see them struggling against Duquesne, does that worry you as you look through this rest of the season and these very tough Atlantic Division matchups trying to face off against Louisville, Boston College, NC State, Clemson, even Georgia Tech can give you a scare and you can make a case for Miami and I can make a case for Syracuse. I ain't going to hold you, right? Sean Tucker's going to do the damn thing. So how confident are you in your Seminoles coming out the gate and really making a stamp on that first win and then proceeding to LSU? I think Mike Norvell learned last year that he has no damn right to play with this food after that. <laughs> and he doesn't. And I think this team understands that because we saw with the UMass game later on in the year, yeah. they beat them 59-3. to And I think they fully understand that this team hasn't earned the right to do any damn thing. And honestly, we're going to be underdogs in more than half of our games this season. All yeah. those teams you just listed, the only games we might be favored in is maybe Boston College, probably Syracuse. And until and up until Sam Harmon got hurt, maybe Wake Forest. So mm-hmm. to me, this is a team that they're going to be playing hopefully with a chip on their shoulder because right now they're known as basically some of the worst FSU roster as a whole for the past few seasons, and they need to rectify that. That's got to be tough because, like, I know with Carolina basketball, you have a lot of alumni who come back and they text the guys and try to give them votes of confidence. But I'm wondering, is that connection still there? for a lot of those younger guys who are trying to feel and bring the name back to be some sort of prominence. And I wonder if the the alumni are like, I ain't touching y'all till y'all figure it out. At least, at least seven before you talk to me. We actually have a strong alumni base, actually have players Mm -hmm. that do come back. You do see Derek Brooks, Charlie Ward, uh, James Coleman too. Basically they actually do discuss a lot with the players and they want to, they, they know these kids want to bring them back. They know these kids are working super hard for them. And obviously this new influx of talent for the past two classes, I believe will be the, the, uh, the kid that will lead the charge back to it. I just don't think that Norvell in two years will be the guy still coaching these kids primarily mm. because we may be improving, but you need to eventually prove at a faster rate and a faster pace. And quite honestly, I know a few uh, coaches out there right now that probably will be doing it at a much higher level. Like looking at a, to me, looking at a Mike Stoops at, at university of Kentucky would probably be a perfect fit to come over here. Ooh, maybe this is stressful. I don't like all that. That's too much. Like if you won three, three bad wins and you out of here, that's, I, if I was a coach's wife, I would be stressed all the time. I would be screaming my lungs out at every game. I would be running the plays. I'd bring them in the bag. Well, y'all, we got to get these X's nose right. Cause my baby's job is on the line. Like I just, I, I mean, you see Giselle, that with Tom, like my <laughs> husband can't throw the ball and catch at the same time. Like can't know it. And I'm like, I mean, damn, that's true. Like, Honestly. the got play, but also, like, I can point to probably each and every single game where you can see Mike kind of out coaching your game a little bit. Skewed. Like, Mike, you see. did good at Memphis. Just tap into that, my guy. But I do think <laughs> that Mike will know in the first four to six games that if yeah. Mike's going to be able to do it. Because I, I honestly predict that we'll be beating Miami again this year. I Ooh. think actually with Clemson to Ooh. me at home, I don't trust DJU. Ooh. I see us at seven to five. Maybe even eight and four, and the eight and the four will include basically. You said a few weeks ago, upsetting NC State over in Raleigh because NC State to me ain't win ten games. 
Oh my God! Unload the clip, Drake, and let us know what you Elite really feel like. Is in full effect right now, man. Ooh, you know <laughs> we love we love it when the chopper spray round here. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check out all of your betting needs. If you have some fire bets, you're ready for the season. I strongly suggest you go to BetOnline.net and get yourself ready for what will be an amazing college football season. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts heads to bet head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening bet online is where the game starts so we're clearly coming in hot here with drizzy drake of locked on seminoles who's basically telling y'all that florida state is going undefeated this season there's no need to worry mike profile's gonna keep his job forever there's gonna be so many improvements period okay we love it we feel it now on the flip side of that we have a team starting out week zero, North Carolina, facing off against Florida A&M. And Mac Brown, who has had some trouble against the Seminoles, is finding himself in a position this year where it's not overhyped. It's not even like, okay, we think you guys can be good. It's, well, damn, what the hell are y'all going to give us? Because we don't even know what to expect because we can't get too high on y'all. We shouldn't get too low on y'all. But I'm tired of being in the middle, and I think that's where Carolina finds itself heading into the 2022 season. No, I completely agree with that. I mean, it come, it's really hard for, you know, any QB to follow Sam Howell, who probably was the greatest QB that you've had probably in some time, actually probably in the program's history statistically-wise. But Don't I think Drake you, I'm, not, I'm not in the group. Don't put me in the group. Don't put me in the group. I can't right, be in the group bad, yet. If we, if, we, okay. if we go to college football playoff, you can talk about us. But just talk about North Carolina. Don't put me in that group right now. I don't want to be all there. Right, all right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I do think Drake May is someone that is up to the task. I mean, you and AJ, I think – or the AJ or the JJ, the Jackson, that discussed how he was a former Alabama commit earlier on, actually, mm-hmm. in the week. And to me, first, I'm going to be uh, excited for when he actually picks his, his walkout song. It should be some sort of Drake song, whether it be, you know, forever, you know, from like three years ago. But Does to me, headline, headline I great. don't think that he knows headline. He probably doesn't know headline. Like, he's, what, 19, 18, 19? Well, then, Drake, I know you're listening to this right now. Play some headlines before your game against FAMU. I guarantee you'll go for buckets and buckets and buckets. First, but to me. He probably listens to country freaking uh, what's Chase Rice over there at Carolina. He probably is a Luke Bryan type. He he definitely more the mellow guy. Those are two more country singers and artists that I, that you know than I don't because I don't really listen to any country music at all. Period. Either, but, you better oh, be eclectic. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. But no, I definitely think that basically the removal of Bateman at the offensive coordinator is going to be a huge step in the right direction for y'all. Which I'm very excited that he is now the linebacking coach over at University of Florida. Because uh, that man is uh, not good. And also, we prayed on that entire lot back in court last year. And also, to me, (laughs) you'll see the younger – sorry about that. Everyone's catching it today. But to me, overall, the young player, like I'm really excited to see Tony Grimes take another step forward to be probably one of the best defensive backs in the entire conference. And to me, this will be a huge coming out party probably just to to flex on on a team where FAMU were – they lost a a top-tier safety in Marquise Bell, who is now in the NFL with Dallas Cowboys. Now, they do have Isaiah Land, who – I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah Land has like some ridiculous numbers akin to Darius Leonard from a few years ago with South Carolina State against Clemson. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has probably around 12, maybe 13 tackles, kind of stat pad, and also basically be, hear his name called uh, in April next season for the draft. But to me, overall, this it's going to be a fun game to basically see like what exactly you have when it comes to this offense. Yeah, and speaking of Florida A&M, shout, shout out to Isaiah Land, like you mentioned. He had a 
19 sacks last season and 25 and a half (laughs) tackles for loss. And not for nothing, North Carolina's offensive line hasn't done leaps and bounds in quite some time. So I'm not sitting here jumping off the page without nerves because I think that you're going to have to have that offensive line firing from all cylinders with Drake being a freshman quarterback. I hope he doesn't take too long questioning himself. Look, Drake, you study long, you study wrong. Right. Let's just make some plays, live to see another down. Don't be the Sam Howell hero. Like, don't find yourself in positions where you're going to have to use your legs and then you get clobbered. Not for nothing. I think Crizzle is a great backup, but my my guy, like, clearly you were picked for a star for a reason. So you have been given some sort of like skill mindset and football IQ in order to do your thing. So I'm just hoping that we have a good showing. Just do enough. I hope it's a great party for our defensive line. I hope that Cedric Gray has a big game. And honestly, I want to come away from FAMU just healthy. Like, that's that's my biggest thing for Carolina right now. I just want to see everyone get through that, and we can get ready for our week one matchup. No, I completely agree with that. I do want to ask you, though, that do you think that Drake May will remain the quarterback for the entire season, even with Jacoby Criswell kind of waiting in the wings? Or do you think that maybe this could be sort of like, hey, Drake may will play the first half of against FAMU. Jacoby Criswell will play the second half against FAMU. And then whoever has the better unisort game from the two might be your starter for the next week. No, I think that Drake is going to be the starter from here on out. Um, I think that he'll Jacoby will get in during the FAMU game only because they'll try and keep kind of like when, you know, how it was done for the day. Those those sort of things, similar to how you mentioned for Jordan Travis. But I hopefully we I think they need to be consistent in who they're picking. And to me, if you didn't think Crystal was the guy by now, he's just not the guy. Like, he's going to be a great backup wherever he goes. He probably could be a great starter at FCS, you know, all the things. But I'm, I don't like the – I'm not a back-and-forth person. Like, they all – to me, they say, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So I'd rather you just go with – die with the lie. If we think Drake's the guy, let's go with it. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Drake May. I'm all in on Mr. Clutch. His brother was clutch. Maybe he'll be clutch too. Like, just give me one or two plays, kind of like how Sam Howell did against South Carolina in the beginning of the season when he first started. That was one great, like, pass to Daz Newsom where I was like, hmm, all right, right between the defender's hands that made me say, okay, Sam might actually be good at this stuff, you know? I want to see that from Drake. Let me let me just feel a vote of confidence. But also, Amari Hampton, our running back, please help, help a brother out. Because British Brooks is down. You know, our run game is – our receiver game besides Josh is tough. So give me something. Give me something to believe in. But I have no expectations. Can I go on record? I have none. I have no expectations for North Carolina. I'd rather them just – I want to have fun. I hope everybody comes away healthy. And, you know, <laughs> if we get to the college football playoffs, I will be the most diehard grad you have ever heard coming. But right now I'm good. I'm just good where I'm at. I'm good where I'm at. Basically, right now you want to see whether Drake May's got that dog in him. Is that what you're basically telling everybody right now? And I promise you, on Saturday night, if I see like three plays of dog mentality, you, y'all ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing. I'm gonna go hard. I'm gonna go hard on that Monday show for Drake, like all in. But if not, I'm gonna say, Mac, you know what? It might be that time to hang it up, big dog. It might be. It might be that time. That's fair. That's fair. So just basically right now, we're just glad uh, football's back. I mean, that's basically kind of where I'm at right now. F it, we ball. We're We're happy to be here. We're just happy to be here. Now, North Carolina has a minus 35 and a half uh, spread. And then you also have, wait, yes, spread. And then you see how I'm winning my betting. Over under is 57, minus 57 and a half, which is, I think that FAMU is going to cover that. So if you are a betting person and we're trying to bet on this game, 
It's going to be closer than we would like. It's not going to, to me, going to be like Florida State and Duquesne. It's going to be closer. But I think it says a lot about the vote of confidence that people have for North Carolina that, than they do for Florida State, a team that has had, again, North Carolina's number for quite some time. Yeah, uh, take the 35 and a half, folks. Uh, I basically <laughs> do believe that Drake May and Jacoby Chris will basically show out in this game. You're going to see basically two QBs, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Candace, I know you're saying that you think Drake May will remain the QB for the rest of the year. I, though, think this is the perfect game where we're like, hmm, maybe we got something with both. So maybe there might be something moving on forward. But, I mean, to me, 35 and a half, it's a steal for this because with the with FAMU, they have a great player in Isaiah Land, a solid offensive line led by Jay Williams, the transfer from Florida State from the previous uh, year. I think he was a finalist for the uh, offensive line award down in the FCS level. But to me, this is a game where this defense is going to basically honestly allow maybe three or seven points. And I think UNC scored like 50. Yeah. You know, the biggest problem for Carolina is they either get too high on themselves and they play down to people or and they get like too emotionally involved. Like, oh, like we're better than you. Well, like show me, you know, like dominate these people. Don't get caught up in the emotions of it. Like just take it like another number. This is who we had to play in front of us. And they're in our way to get to where we want to go. I feel like sometimes I've seen the, okay, we have the jumping gear on and we have, you know, we're supposed to win and all of this energy because everyone's telling us we're nice and we blah, blah, blah. Show me, okay? Don't get yourself caught up in situations that you have to try and bully your way out of. And then we're over here twiddling our thumbs post game. Like what went wrong? I want to see dominance each, each game. I run, I want to see people on fire about, playing for North Carolina. And right now I feel like I haven't seen that in a little bit of time. So I'm ready. I'm you ready. just don't want to get hurt again. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, honestly, I can't decide if Carolina football or Carolina basketball is the most tumultuous relationship I have in my life. It's very close. You know, when you just think about a guy who you want to do right, you see the potential, you know, you, you talk, we talk about it. You're married already, but like, you understand you've been, you was in the game a little bit. So you see the one with potential that you know has all the things to be great. They just either don't believe in themselves, they're not consistent, right? Or they're not putting the right pieces in place. They don't have the right leadership involved. And like, that's just what I've been feeling for Carolina football. But at times, I feel like that's Carolina basketball as well. So I'm just, I'm trying to find that happy love. I, I know you felt that way for Florida State football because they, they getting y'all good. I'm just saying. Like that, y'all should be better than you are. Let's keep it away. Listen, one of my favorite rappers is Future, so of course I know what you're getting at right now. <laughs> they should be a lot better than what they are. But to me, they're two. We have two teams starting out week zero in the middle of the pack of our ACC last year of divisions. I'm hoping that there's a shocking team that just emerges, who just figures it out, who just really goes all in because it would just make for better content on our end. But also, yep. like I think it makes better for our league. And I think the teams basically for each conference, I think UNC definitely could be one of those, even though I'm actually leaning a little more towards Virginia because I really am excited mm. to see how Tony Elliott is able to mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. maximize the output of Brent Armstrong because I think Brent Armstrong is the second best quarterback in the entire conference. And then for the Atlantic, I'm torn a little bit between obviously Florida State. I mean, I'm, I'm typically not this homer on here. You've known me for a very long time, but today is one of those like, I'm happy. Football is back. You know, I'm, it's, yeah. it's opening weekend. You know, I'm going to be happy as hell. Wait for three weeks when I'm basically depressed as hell again, asking for everybody to get fired. But overall, to me, I think Florida State definitely could be that team. And then if Sam Harmon gets back in time, it could just be wake again. 
Yeah, no doubt. You know, I think ultimately we are excited about the ACC. I think there's a lot of teams here that you can make strong cases for. I was on the Ultimate College preview show that if you guys have not yet, please check it out with the rest of the conferences. And they were just talking about who's going to make the national championship game. And it's like they were pretty much like putting the ACC to the side. And I look at schedules and I'm like, we're going to just beat each other up, which is fine. But I hope there's just a couple that really emerge and can have those really good matchups outside of our league, like NC State, Texas Tech. I think that's going to be huge. I think LSU, Florida State is going to be huge. So those different kind of games that we're going to see throughout the season is going to be critical for the ACC to kind of make stake their claim and being a better Power 5 conference. No, I completely agree. And I think the biggest test actually of all of them is going to be Miami and Texas A&M. And I'm yeah. of the belief that Jimbo has only lost to Miami once in his entire career. It was the year that basically Jimbo, I want to say, left. Um, and that was a very tough pill to swallow. And to me, I'm in the camp that I hate to say this because Miami fans haven't won anything I've known forever. And most of your highlights from your winning days are on VHS and from Blockbuster. <laughs> but I, I'm in the belief that Miami probably finishes with a 10-2 record, at worst maybe 9-3, and three, and I think mm. they'll be the Coastal Champs. And I think that starts off with Texas A&M. They're going to go to Texas A&M and beat them. Wow. That's a yeah. hell of a thing. But you know what's crazy? Our Pac-12 coach, locked on Pac-12 host Spencer McLaughlin said that Mario can't uh, coach a quarterback. He can't improve them. He doesn't do well with his quarterbacks. So they're saying that Tyler Van Dyke is going to regress. And I'm just like, wow, you talk about the hate and the spice. But so, <laughs> he's not wrong. I mean, he, he's not wrong because he did. <laughs> like, that's the thing with, with Coach Cristobal. Like, he, doesn't, he didn't maximize Justin Herbert. And we've now seen what Jay Herbo has done with the Chargers in the NFL. With Tyler Van Dyke, it might be the same thing, but I think it's more the wide receivers for Miami that might be oh, an yeah. issue. I know that oh, yeah. uh, Alex Dono on the Ultimate College Football Preview discussed that ad nauseum, but I've talked to you know friends of mine had down here that cover the team, talked to friends of mine that also are boosters as well. Aside from XR7, Xavier Restrepo, and Frank Ladson, like they still have immense drop issues, but I have more faith in Josh Gass to basically be a really good offensive coordinator and mm-hmm. coordinator rushing attack because Josh Gass did lead a very mediocre qu- quarterback in Cade McNamara with the solid rushing attack with Jalen Knighton, Don Chaney, Thad Franklin, Henry Parrish, that's honestly more what I'm scared of. And I think yeah. Tyler Van Dyke just needs to be Tyler Van Dyke. And then I think they'll be actually pretty fine. And yeah. you know how much it pains me to say that. <laughs> well, let's also keep it a buck. At the end of the day, some coaches and some players are don't gel well together. Sometimes they are just water and vinegar. Like it just doesn't blend right. It's just not, not, it's just no doesn't go well together and that's okay sometimes you find your juju with the next person and y'all literally let iron like let what is it called strike iron what is the word iron while it's hot no that's not strike lightning lightning in a bottle catch lightning in a bottle Uh, so you have like a really good year and it comes together well and all the things blah 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 so maybe this is what mario and tyler have been waiting for they just been waiting for that synergy because tyler's with Manny, and like let's be real he coached well i mean he played played well in spite maybe sometimes of Manny diaz so i'm over here the of the impression that an elephant could coach him and he'd be all right that's what i'm praying because either way it goes Miami, please, if you're listening, just have a good year for us. Like, I need a job. I think y'all are, y'all keep laughing every time I say that, but, like, y'all keep playing around. There's no ACC. What you going to do? There's going to be no Locked on ACC podcast. You're going to cry. And I'm going to be right there with you. So we got to keep judging up the ACC, Louisville fans, Virginia Tech fans, all the life. We got to keep elevating 
Georgia Tech, if you're listening too, hey, this is our year, guys. Come on, Jeff Collins, let's get it. So, period. Jersey Dragons, always a pleasure. I could rant all day about how well I want these teams to do, but I know people are trying to get to their Friday and their weekend. So let's remind these folks where they can find you, follow your work. You can find me at Tally underscore underscore, as you can see below with my video is not working. So my apologies for that again as well. And uh, please, you can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous, basically where we engage with our fans and always we're fans first, people second, podcasters third. And also with uh, Spencer, I know you're saying something about the, about the Pac-12, but um, your <laughs> conference has no right to talk about any other person's teams or basically schools all period. Uh, learn to play some defense and learn Ooh. to actually be, be enjoyable football. Oop, drop that mic as we exit stage. Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, guys. Have a great weekend. Make sure you hit us up on YouTube. You subscribe to our channels. You leave all the comments because, you know, Wednesday we do some reads. We let you know how we're feeling, and you can throw it right back at us. We love to talk to y'all. We talk back. Please be safe out here. If you're traveling to your respective games, make sure that you stay smart and safe and be healthy. All the things for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake. Until next time.